Hello, welcome to another Thimbleweed Park stand-up meeting podcast. I am Ron Gilbert, and I am here with uh, David Fox. Hello. And Gary Winnick. Hi there. And what we do is every week we have a quick little stand-up meeting, just talk about what we did last week and what we're going to do next week. And I believe that David has never gone first before. Is that right? That's or? true. That's absolutely true. Okay. Well, David gets to go first. Well, this last week um, we got icon art for the inventory objects from Gary. And I've been breaking them into objects and then actually wiring them into the game. And that totally transforms the game because now you can combine objects to make other objects and do other things and actually feel like you're playing a game rather than just walking around through rooms. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I was, I was noticing that. It's, it's really neat because it, it feels like we have puzzles now. That there's yeah. you know there's little challenges to do because there's inventory objects that you can pick up and you know, transfer between the characters and everything. Yeah, and I'm still doing it um, with kind of temporary text, uh, just so that they work, and not really worrying about all the different possible conditions that could happen with them. I just want to get them in there and and get the first rough thing going. Yeah, be be wary of temporary text because sometimes it has a way of making its way into the <laughs> Well, if you like the temporary text, you can keep it. <laughs> uh, there's also um, a lot of places throughout the game where the objects aren't actually in the room. So you walk in the room and there's nothing really there except the room. So for in those cases, I preload the objects in the various characters' inventories so that you can play with them. Yeah, I noticed that when I started up the game, they actually had some inventory. Yeah, and that's it. And next week, i probably continue doing that. There's, there's a lot more objects to wire in, so I'll continue working on that. All right. Gary? Um, as David said, uh, working on inventory optics at least last week, so I got uh, a quick first pass of those together that um, you guys are using to sort of put in the game temporarily so we can actually, as David said, walk around and pick up things and you know see some puzzle interactions. So that's looking very interesting right now. As, as you guys were saying, it's starting to look more like a real game. Uh, I guess you know it's going to continue to look more like a real game until it is one, I guess, but uh, we'll see. Uh, also, um, then working on going back to working on rooms and probably starting some character animation pretty soon. Still have a number of rooms to sort of basically um, crank out to get the wireframing done. So what I'm going to do with that is doing a lot of quick sketching right now. I'll probably do a post about what quick sketching is next week, which is you know just really fast, rough thumbnails, just so we can get some sort of an idea of the orientation of the way a room looks like and you know its um, general layout. So that's coming along right now as well. Also, um, Ron and I have had an opportunity to take Ken Macklin's um, initial character sketches and cover sketches and now show them to some other people. And sort of as that continues to sort of evolve, getting more people involved, they have a lot of feedback and critique on that, which has mostly been actually really good, but it's changed some of our direction, so we're reworking a little bit of that right now. But that's all coming together, and I expect we will do a blog post about that sometime in the near future as well. So that's pretty much it for right now. Yeah, I was thinking one thing that might be good, you're talking about doing some more character animation, is maybe uh, do a completely generic character, you know, like a crash test dummy character mm. that David and I can just, you know, quickly throw in the game for any of the other characters. You know, if, if we need a character like at the post office, we can just throw that crash test dummy character in there. And now there's actually somebody that is walking around that we can, you know, create the puzzles for and do all that stuff, you know, rather than waiting for the actual characters, just getting that one temp character might be a good idea. 
we could do that. Yeah. We do them for different heads too, as well. Yeah, just I mean something really simple and disposable. You know, okay. so we can just quickly replicate this character anywhere we need it uh, to start to populate the world. Thimble weed park crash test dummy. I kind of like that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it feels like a ghost town now. Yeah, getting getting more characters in there. I mean, not even just walking around, but just standing in you know the different stores and locations um, will be nice to do that. I think that'll, as well, that along with the inventory items, I think it'll help you'll make the world come alive and we'll go ahead and you know maybe even put in a few static characters in different locations that make sense those locations since there's a lot of them are designed already right yeah okay for me uh i was out a couple of days at the beginning of the week uh so i didn't get a whole lot done this week i've been uh, fixing a lot of bugs as david churns away at the scripts he you know finds little bugs so i've been trying to jump on those as fast as i can and get those fixed and adding uh, some more commands for uh, object and actor manipulation. You know, again, as as David goes through and uh, does the scripting, you know, he often you know says, "Well, I I kind of need to manipulate this in a way, so I can go in and add a command for that." So I've been doing that and getting the puzzle to penny charts for the character stories done because we're going to do what could be, I guess, our last big offsite brainstorm meeting uh, later next week, I guess on Thursday, and really get all of the character stories for Ransom. Dolores and Franklin all completely nailed down. So I've just been uh, prepping for that kind of stuff. Uh, the other big thing that I'm doing is I'm doing a, a bunch of refactoring of some code inside the engine. Right now I have very different constructs for objects and actors. And I was realizing that they really are the same thing. That, you know, in, in this engine anyway, actors and objects they share about 90% of the code and they do about 90% of the same stuff. And there's really no reason internally to the engine to have them as completely separate things. So I think I'm just going to combine them together in, into one object and it'll, I think it'll make the code, uh, the engine code a lot cleaner. So that is a little bit of refactoring I'm going to do. And, uh, you know, as Gary and David mentioned, we got inventory going into the game. Uh, the one thing I had not implemented in the inventory is actually scrolling the inventory. So you kind of have a limit of eight items right now. So what I hope to get done in the next hour or so is get scrolling uh, for the inventory done. So, Ron, um, besides the fact that I know we're somewhat behind on art, we're trying to catch up on that, working on that right now, how do you feel about the overall progress of the game, certainly on the engineering side right now? It seems like you're making good progress. Yeah, on the engineering side, I'm, I'm still really pleased with that. I, I thought the engine came together a lot quicker than I thought. And having David on has been huge, you know, because he go through and, you know, start to really stress a lot of this stuff out. And I have to kind of keep up with him. As he comes up with things that don't work or things he needs, I kind of have to scramble and do that. So I, I feel like I feel like from an engineering side, uh, stuff is good. Yeah, I mean that that darn David Fox. He keeps coming up with bugs and errors and stuff like that. I mean, why is that, David? Keep finding that stuff. Yeah, and also looking for things in the puzzles which we forgot about. You know, as as I'm putting this together, I say, well, well, what happens if you do this, and how 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 should that work? So that's also stuff which comes up as we start implementing it. Yeah, sometimes you don't you don't think of weird puzzle stuff until you start implementing it. You know, you start writing code, you know, you you put those if statements in there and then you go, "Oh, but what about this?" It's really hard to think about all of that stuff 
on paper. I found it's not until the implementation stage that a lot of the little details come out. I mean, I've certainly found, I'm it's working with you two guys, and I imagine you guys can echo this, it's, this really does feel like the good old days to me. I mean, it's really amazing that, you know, I have all these kind of feelings. Aside from sort of doing this and feeling good about the game, I have all these feelings kind of nostalgically of the process. Are we going to talk about <laughs> your feelings now? <laughs> well, It's going to turn into the Gary Winnick feeling podcast? Since, since, since you don't have any, I guess that, you know, basically we can talk about mine and me and David has some in between I think someplace because I'm an artist and I have a lot of angst <laughs> yeah we're, we're just programmers we're you know logical Mr. Spocks we, yeah, we don't have emotions like yeah. you artists okay well well I do want to say one thing about that not the feelings part but but the <laughs> the connected part um the the big difference obviously is that we're not working at the ranch you're working at some place where I can just stand up and walk into your office and ask you a question since we're all doing this virtually, we've been using Slack, which is a communication tool, and that works really well. Um, the, the downside might be that if if you're, I mean, we could just you know, instant message each other with that. The downside might be that if one of us, or say Ron, is in the middle of coding and I start asking him questions, that can really break up concentration. And sometimes it makes it hard to do that. We're, we're in a real life situation. I probably knock on the door and say, do you, this is a good time to talk. And he'd say, go away, come back in five minutes or something. And, and here you're just kind of barging in virtually. So yeah. Ron say, go away. I can't believe that. <laughs> yeah, that is, that, is, that is true. I mean, sometimes you get focused on stuff, but I, you know, I found that in an office too. And even knocking on the door, you know, interrupts your, your chain of thought. So yeah, I, th I think Slack's amazing. I really like Slack a lot. I like yeah. that I can do those hooks, you know, because I wrote the scripts the other day that, you know, push new versions of the tools to you. And I just put that hook in the scripts that just ping Slack, you know, so Slack pops up a message that says new tools are available. So yeah, I, I really love Slack. Yeah, and Slack also uses, it's tied into Git so we can find out all the different changes. I can see what the history is and what you just pushed and um, don't have to ask you what changed. You don't have to spend time typing emails to me tell me what you added yeah it's kind of a different way of working virtually mm -hmm. okay is that it yeah so okay well i will talk to you guys later okay okay bye bye